0: You're listening to The Thriving Mom Podcast. I'm life and nutrition coach, Imeh Uguta, and I'm here to help you create the motherhood of your dreams without sacrificing your health and well-being. On this podcast, we dive into mindset, strategy, and skills that will help you stop surviving and start thriving in the beautiful chaos that is motherhood. Are you ready, mama? Let's journey together. Well, hello, Thriving Moms. Welcome to another podcast episode. What's happening? <laughs> I'm a little unsettled because typically we take our family vacation around this time of the year, but this year we took it early. And now my kids are counting down their you know, days back to school. Even though we're a month away, I'm not mad about it. It's just reminding me that school is about to start for me as well. So I'm going to be going into my final semester with coursework before I do my practicum for my master's in public health. But I was so unsettled that last weekend I decided, you know what, or maybe two weekends ago, I can't remember. I was like, I'm going to paint one of the walls in our guest room workroom. So I've been painting and I absolutely love the color. It's this deep blue. I can't remember what it's called, maybe navy blue. But it's like Benjamin Moore, that aura paint. So we have it in our living room. We also have it in our entryway and I love it. So room's coming along and I'm getting all my wiggles out and just loving the journey. Anyway, I hope that you're making the most of your holiday and finding rest and pleasure if you're taking a vacation, if you're just taking things a little bit slower and just trying to enjoy the nice warm weather, at least in North America. So today, we're going to talk about letting go of familiar and embracing growth. And I know it's not a fun topic, but it is something that I think is so important for every one of us, especially if you listen to this podcast. So something that I find very fascinating when it comes to change is I see this in my clients. I've also experienced it, and I'm sure many of you have too. It's this discomfort of growth. So in this podcast episode, I'm sharing a life lesson that I learned when my own daughter called me out for wearing what I used to think was my favorite shirt. And it's so funny because the more I think about this, the more I feel empathy and understand how challenging change can be. Because I've worked through my own experiences with food and my body image and even just like thriving as a mom... And I really want us to remember that even though we're working towards change, that doesn't mean we stop being human. I think many of us feel like when we change, when we become this future version of ourselves, we're never gonna have the struggles that we have right now or some of the thoughts. And that's not necessarily true. You will have some of the thoughts. You might struggle with some of the challenges that you have right now. It's just that you're gonna learn to be proactive about it. You're also gonna learn. To know that this is just a part of who you are and you can dial the volume down, right? The discomfort will be a lot less. The occurrences might be a lot less as well. So just wanted to preface with that. So when we moved across the country five years ago, one of my challenges was adjusting to online shopping. I'm a creature of habit through and through. And when we were living in Winnipeg, I had two stores where I bought my clothes from they were familiar. I always knew what to expect. I've just grown to this place where I don't love spending a lot of time shopping for clothes. So I just want to go in, try stuff and be done. Like I could spend hours looking at art and decor and things like that, just not clothes. So when we moved here to Yellowknife, those stores don't exist. And then we had to learn to shop online. The stores that are here, I typically do not buy clothes from them. And I really had to, it was a big change for me. So anyway, I stopped buying clothes for a while. And because I came here while I was on mat leave, of course, my body was still changing and adjusting. So I just kind of went around wearing whatever else I used to wear. Didn't care. And I had this one button up white shirt that was my go-to anytime we wanted to go out. And I remember last year we were going somewhere and I tried it on and it wasn't fitting quite well. (laughs) It felt a little tight. If you know what I'm saying. I squeezed myself into it, told myself it's okay. Two days later, I was going out again and I put it on. <laughs> and I'll never forget Annika, my 10-year-old. She just looked at me and she's like, are you going to wear that again? You wear this all the time, mommy. But I think it's time for it to go. So it's very interesting because when she said that, it felt like this huge punch in my gut because... I knew she was right. For weeks, I'd been having this mind chatter about it and I really wanted to get a new white shirt, but I kept making excuses for why I didn't want to go to the store and I didn't want to have to spend time figuring out, you know, a new size because my body had changed. So hearing her say that out loud was very eye-opening for me. And it was eye-opening in that I had chosen to stay in the familiarity of a shirt that I loved. Not because it was the best fitting shirt, but because it felt comfortable. The thought of finding a new shirt sounded way more daunting for me because it meant I had to go to the stores here, I had to face the fact that my body had changed, I didn't want to spend hours online trying to figure out my size, and I didn't want to buy multiple sizes and have to return the clothes. So I just convinced myself that it would be better to squeeze myself into that shirt which was clearly past its time in my life. Mamas, this is what the familiar does to us. It keeps us stuck. And when we recognize that it's time to change, rather than letting ourselves feel the discomfort of what it would take for us to become a different version of ourselves, we fight for our right to stay where it feels familiar. And for me, I used to think that this meant that Staying stuck feels comfortable for people, but it's not. My shirt didn't fit well, but I forced myself into it because it was familiar. It is that feeling of familiarity that makes us think that what no longer serves us is comfortable. But when you look beneath the surface, it's not really comfortable, right? It's not our place of comfort because a lot of us in that place of comfort, comfort here in quote, It's just because we know what to expect. We know how to respond, right? We don't have to think too much about it. So it's familiar, but it's not comfortable. I really just wanted to make that separation because I think that so many people say, oh, you just like being stuck. Being stuck is is comfortable. It's not for a lot of people. It's just familiar. And I'm going to say on the other end, changing and growing is not easy either. I used to work as a project coordinator with a pediatric pain specialist, and I found it interesting that some children experience growth pains with so much intensity that it could be debilitating, while there are other kids who just experience the pain and they move on. Some don't even know. And I would be wondering, like, why can't all children just experience the same level of pain? But this is something that is so fascinating, and no one understands why. So I think about myself and all the discomfort that I've had to experience as I'm learning to love my children even deeper and unconditionally. I'm learning to grow a business while working nine to five and experience what it's like to work with clients and coach them on their brains. I'm also managing a team of staff in my nine to five and sometimes I'm wondering how best do I support my team and all these experiences call for different levels of pain from the growth and expansion and it can feel uncomfortable so when it comes to food in our bodies we experience the same thing too someone who has a long history of food restriction and dieting may experience a different level of pain than someone who may have only dieted for a short period in their lifetime their levels of pain will be different the level of discomfort for change will be different and this is why i always remind my one-on-one clients That their food and body image journeys are unique to them. And until we're willing to lean into and trust our own journey, we'll continue to find ourselves struggling and thinking that it's too much work for the change to happen. And then we choose to stay back in the familiar, right? Because the brain likes to feel secure. The brain loves predictability, And if I can't tell whether this food and body freedom journey is going to make me feel good, is going to make me feel acceptable and happy, well, I'd rather just stay with what I'm comfortable in and continue to do the diet, continue to live in fear of food, continue to restrict food when it comes to my children as well. I want you to know that there's nothing wrong with choosing to live in what feels familiar. Yes. There's nothing wrong in choosing to say, I'd rather keep dieting. I'd rather keep restricting food. But I want you to notice how that helps you in the long game. Notice how much it's keeping you away from the freedom you actually want. When you recognize that it's no longer serving you, you must follow that nudge and do something about it because that's your signal for growth. That's your body telling you, you know what, it's time for a change. So for me, when my daughter called me out, I started thinking about why I love that top so much. It was comfortable. It was simple. I didn't need to iron. Guys, can we just talk about ironing for a bit? (laughs) Because before I had kids, I didn't have an issue ironing. And then after kids, it's like you have so much laundry to do. And at the end of the day, I just don't like ironing. I have a steamer and sometimes a steamer is not that great, but... I would rather just have clothes that I don't need to iron. Put in the washer, put it out, and it's good to go. But I was thinking about this when I thought about that shirt. It felt like our behaviors, right? Our behaviors that feel so comfortable. You don't put a lot of effort into it. It's just by default, (laughs) we can do it in our sleep. Like just picking up a bowl of chips and eating after a hard day or after you've had a fight with your spouse or argued with your children over dinner, it's just easier to stuff the food down your throat than recognize that you're in pain and that you're having these thoughts about how terrible of a mom you are and how not good enough you are, right? It's so much easier to just sit down and eat a bowl of chips or popcorn. And for me, it used to be brownies and ice cream, right? You don't have to do much about it. But again, I really want to stress the importance of learning to notice how these behaviors don't serve you, and it's time to let go. So let's talk about learning to let go. How do we do that? First, you want to start with what I call a behavior audit. Just think about the behaviors you have. What is no longer serving you? Pick it up. Think about it. Is it snacking mindlessly? Is it sleeping in when you really should just get up and move your body? Is it not speaking up when someone says something unkind? Do you rather just be quiet because of people-pleasing? Think about that behavior. And then you want to think about how did it serve you in the past? So for me, I think about people-pleasing because that's always the thing that comes to mind. In the past, people-pleasing just kept me safe. I didn't get into trouble. People thought I was easy to get along with and I was fine. People liked me. But then when I thought, you know what, people-pleasing doesn't really serve me and I've chosen consciously to say I accept myself as a people-pleaser but I'm still going to have boundaries. People didn't like that. So I had to get comfortable with the discomfort of rejection, of people being unhappy or sad with me, and I had to be okay with that. So you want to think about how that behavior served you in the past and be grateful. And then what have you learned that you might bring into your future with you? Going back to my shirt example, I loved the feel of that fabric and how nicely it sat on my neck. And now I'm paying attention when I'm buying a shirt. What's the fabric Like, obviously, if I'm shopping online, I'm not going to be able to touch, but I can see what the fabric content is. One thing I failed to say was the arms were also too short (laughs) on that old one. So now I have to check for the arm length because sometimes the clothes that come in my size, the arms are shorter. So I typically would have to go a size up a size or two just so my arms can fit. Now, I don't know if I'll buy from the same brand or a different brand, but I've given myself time to think about it a little bit more about what I might like. And now we're a year into it and I'm ready to get a new shirt. So this is your reminder to commit to letting it take as long as it takes. Sometimes we think if we're going to make a change, it needs to be now. Everything needs to happen right away. No, there's no rush. Babies don't just wake up one day and start walking. They keep trying and some walk within weeks. Some it takes them months. But eventually, you know what? All the babies that are meant to walk do. And no one is out here asking them to say how long it took them to walk. No one's giving them certificates for that. Nobody cares. Well, except the moms who are busy worrying and comparing them to other kids, which I did too. So, no shade to moms, but I just want us to see how we pay so much attention to things. When you really look at the grand scheme of things, there's so little and some don't even matter. So, pay attention to what no longer serves you. Notice and give it the time. How did it serve you in the past? And what have you learned that you want to bring into the future? Then give yourself as long as it takes. And I'm going to say here that you must expect resistance. I think this is one of the areas that trips us up a lot. We just think, you know, because I want to change, I feel ready, so everything should be smooth sailing. No, it's not. (laughs) I feel like I'm just like dropping bombs everywhere, but I really just want us to be realistic, right? I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer here. I'm just trying to show you, That when you look at things critically, when you put on your big girl pants and pay attention, it's easier to make change from a place of empowerment. So expect resistance. And your job is not to push against the resistance, your job is to create safety for your body in spite of the resistance. Change is unfamiliar, and our brains like to be, you know, to know what's gonna happen. It likes familiarity. So deciding to change will bring up thoughts, especially things that make you want to not do the change. And that's okay. I would even dare to say if you decide to make a change and you don't experience resistance, yeah, you're probably not stretching yourself enough to a place of growth yet. And that's okay too. But if you really want to change, you want to experience some form of resistance because that's what's going to tell you that you've reached your comfortable limit And the next version of you is just beyond that. So don't be in a rush. Give yourself the time you need to create safety for that change to happen. Because one thing I've noticed is as women, we've been taught to not pay attention to our bodies. We've been taught to just do things and everyone's going to be okay. So then we find ourselves dragging our bodies along with all the change. We don't ask permission. We don't even tune in to know how our bodies are feeling. So it's almost like we just keep aggravating ourselves over time because we're trying to change based on other people's expectations of us, which is why when it comes to time for us to decide that we want to change for ourselves, it's uncomfortable. Our bodies don't feel safe. So give yourself time and create safety for that to happen. And this will look very different for everyone. You get to decide what safety looks like for you. And you might ask, like, how do I tell the difference between resistance because I don't want to do it and resistance because of safety reasons? So here's what I'm going to offer. If you're new to this work of learning to grow and paying attention to yourself, just start small, right? Growth can be very uncomfortable. So start small. For instance, if you're learning to trust yourself to make decisions, how about just making a decision about using a different kind of pen or pencil to write? Very simple. It's low risk. You can always go back to using what you're familiar with, but you'll consciously decide you don't like the new experience and you'll love your reason for that. So you try the pen out, see how it feels. If you don't like it, why? Why don't you like it? Then you've given your brain room to explore and say, okay, I can make decisions by choosing and nobody needs to tell me what to do. That's building trust. The lesson here is not about the pen, it's about the safety that you're creating by trying something new and deciding based on your own experience of that thing, instead of letting someone else tell you that it's right or wrong for you. When you're comfortable with little decisions like that, then you can move into decisions about food, your body, what to eat, when to eat, what to wear, and how to wear it. Because these are all challenging questions when you haven't learned to create safety for growth to happen for change to happen so now i've taught you how to do that in this episode go practice and let's get growing you have so much growth ahead of the thriving life that you want so let's not wait another minute living in the familiar it's time to go have a beautiful week mamas and as always keep thriving hey thanks for listening to today's episode If you enjoyed it, you've got to check out my free food freedom guide because it gives you practical steps you can take to let go of dieting, stop obsessing about food, and eat in a way that you enjoy. Get your food freedom guide at oliveandbliss.ca slash foodfreedom. And if you'd like to learn more about me and how I can support you to make peace with food and your body, then head on over to oliveandbliss.ca. I'm always rooting for you, my friend. Until next time, keep thriving.